Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches on the Christmas story. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Luke chapter 2. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, help us to come to your presence in all humility, not as a closed, empty vessel, but as an open, empty vessel to receive grace, grace to live from the God of all grace. As we hear the word preached today, may we receive grace to live for your glory. Clothe us this morning with humility. For you resist the proud, but give grace to the humble. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The miraculous virginal conception brought about in due time the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, the King of the world. Since his birth, the climate has changed for those who will not honor him as God and king. It is getting warmer every day. Soon they shall feel what the wretched rich man felt, the agony of the fire of hell. I want to speak to you seven things this morning. First... What is this incarnation? Let us listen to my late professor John Murray of Westminster Theological Seminary. The incarnation means he who never began to be in his specific identity as the son of God began to be what he eternally was not. The infinite became finite. The eternal and supratemporal entered time and became subject to its conditions. The immutable became mutable. The invisible became the visible. The creator became the created. The sustainer of all became dependent The Almighty became infirm. In sum, God became man. This incarnation means the conjunction in one person, all that belongs to Godhead and all that belongs to manhood. Or listen to J. Oliver Buswell, Jr., The virgin birth was a special miracle wrought by the third person of the Trinity, whereby the second person of the Trinity, the eternal Son of God, took to himself a genuine and complete human nature and was born as a man without surrendering in any way his complete divine nature. Number two, the birth of Jesus occurred when Caesar Augustus 
was the Roman emperor. It was predicted by prophet Micah that Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem. So Augustus issued a dogma, a decree, that a census should be taken of the whole Roman Empire, of course, to facilitate the full collection of taxes. In obedience to this dogma, Joseph with Mary traveled from Nazareth of Galilee to Bethlehem. Caesar Augustus, the emperor, in fact, was serving the newborn king of kings. Augustus was Gaius Octavian, grandnephew, later adopted son, and designated heir of Julius Caesar. He became sole emperor from 27 BC to 14 AD. He was acclaimed as the architect of Pax Romana. The famous Mirian inscription speaks of this Caesar in this manner. Divine Augustus Caesar, son of a god, imperator of land and sea, the benefactor and savior of the world. In other words, Augustus was acclaimed as God, savior, and king. But... Jesus Christ was infinitely superior to him. He was the true God, not pretended God. True Savior, not a pretended Savior. He was the eternal Lord and King. He was the born King of the world. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. His dominion alone is universal and eternal. Number three, he was born in a stable. Yet this one was born not in Rome or in Jerusalem, not in a mansion, but in a manger where cattle were kept. He said the Son of Man has no place To lay his head. So there was no place for him. In the inn. Or in a private home. To lay down. His infant head. Luke emphasizes. Manger. By referring to it three times. Probably born in a cave. In a cow shed. In Bethlehem the city of his father David. When born, Mary wrapped in strips of worn-out clothes to keep his limbs straight. And we read in Ezekiel 16 and verse 4, On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean. Nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in cloths. Mary did all that to this infant Jesus. 
And we find out he was not assisted even by a midwife, nor I suppose by Joseph himself. God gave her all the grace to do all these things alone. The king of kings, the eternal God was laid not in a golden cradle, but in a feeding trough of animals. His parents were very poor, as we read in Luke 2 and verse 24. They could only offer a sacrifice of a pair of doves. A tradition going back to second century located the birth of Jesus in a cave. And Emperor Constantine erected a basilica at Bethlehem over a cave. And this has been excavated under the present church of the nativity. Number four, the shepherds. There was a birthday celebration. There was an announcement. Another annunciation. And there was great singing. The celebration was not in the daytime. It was not in Jerusalem. Not in the temple. It was held in a field in Bethlehem at night. To celebrate the rising sun. Jesus Christ's birth. No king. No princes. No priests. No scribes. No Pharisees. No nobles. Or wise or mighty are invited. God invited the nothings, the wretched, despised, unclean, poor shepherds. They were unreliable. They were not permitted to give testimony in a court. They were unclean because they couldn't keep themselves ceremonially clean in view of their work. So the shepherds, publicans, and prostitutes enter into his kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you are a sinner, and know you are a sinner, friend, you are invited to his birthday celebration. The angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds who kept their flock. They were taking care of sacrificial sheep destined for temple sacrifice. But the birth of Jesus will put an end to all such animal sacrifices. The angel of the Lord, I believe, was Gabriel. So there was Gabriel. And there were the poor despised shepherds. There were animals. There was God the Father himself. For we are told the glory of the Lord shone around them. Which was nothing but the Shekinah glory of God. Not in the temple but in the field this glory appeared. For this birthday celebration of God's Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The gospel was proclaimed by the angel to the poor sinners. 
who were deeply afraid deep fear due to our sins adam and eve were afraid because of their guilt friends the gospel drives out all our sin caused by tears so the angel said stop being afraid because i proclaim to you good news gospel of great joy which shall be to all people that is all people of the world the gospel of great joy is the antidote to the great fear due to our great sin against our great god what is the good news today he is born to you that is for your salvation a savior christ the lord in the city of david isaiah prophesied it to us lanu to us a child is born to us a son is given so today is born to you date of advantage for your benefit to you a savior christ the lord in the city of david he is born for your benefit and for the benefit of the whole world jesus is called savior only two times in all the gospels here and in john 4 and verse 42 in john he is called the savior of the world and they gave the angel gave two signs to increase their faith number 1 poor shepherds you will see him savior christ the lord wrapped and lying in a manger the only newborn infant probably in all the world lying in a manger in the city of david surrounded maybe by animals and we read in mark chapter 1 verse 13 as he grew up he was in the desert 40 days being tempted by satan he was with wild animals and angels attended him sign to the choir of heaven singing the angel gabriel joined an army of angels to sing in worship of god who sent his son to earth to reconcile sinners to himself through his atonement the angels in heaven rejoice be at all when one sinner repents So Luke 15:10 in the same way I tell you there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents it is my prayer today because your repentance heaven will rejoice and the angels will sing the angels are now singing for the birth of god's son they also sing continually daily for the rebirth of sinners 
So when you came to know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, there was great singing and great celebration and great joy in heaven, in the presence of angels and in the presence of God, our Heavenly Father. The song of angels speaks of the result of Christ's birth. Glory to God in the highest. On earth peace for men of God's favor. Glory of God is revealed in the sending of his eternal son to be an infant. To make atonement for the sin of the whole world. Therein lies the glory of God. He will live for the glory of God. Fulfilling all God's law. He lived for God's glory. And he died for God's glory. We read about him in John 17 verse 4. I have brought you glory on earth. By completing the work you gave me to do. And he died on the cross. Having said tetelestai. It is finished. The work of God is finished. The work of redemption is finished. The work of salvation is finished. Let's not forget God the Father who. Did not spare his own son for our salvation. Let us join the celestial beings to give God the glory that is due his name. On earth peace for all of God's chosen ones. Such will be given grace to repent and believe in Jesus Christ the savior of sinners. Let me ask you why you are not yet saved. Let the answer is you refuse to acknowledge that you are a sinner. He will never save a person who will not confess that you are a sinner. But thank God he saves sinners. And you were sinners. God saved you. I was a sinner. God saved me. And such people will enjoy the three-dimensional peace of God. First, peace with God. The war is over. The enmity is over because of Christ. Our sin is dealt with by Christ on Calvary's cross. No more we are enemies of God. We are God's friends. We are God's children. And peace with the people of God. Especially with this peace. We can live with the people of God in the church. In his church. In the bond of peace. Peace with God and peace with one another. Number three. Peace within ourselves. There is true shalom. Brought about by Christ's life and death. Because of our father's action. We have this peace. We enjoy this peace now. And for all eternity. Peace is speaking about all the blessings associated 
with the coming of Jesus Christ into this world. Number five. What is this gospel? What is this good news of great joy? I say, and I intimated before, it has to do with a person. It has to do with God's incarnate Son. It's only one thing needful for us, sir, to know this Savior. You think there are many things you have to do? No, sir. Have you known the gospel? Have you known Jesus Christ and what he has done? This newborn one will solve our terrible sin problem. What is the gospel? St. Paul tells us in Romans 4 verse 25, he was delivered over to death for our sins. And was raised to life for our justification. I have no respect for you if you go around pretending you don't need a savior because you are not a sinner. The gospel. Isaiah 40 verse 9 and 10. You who bring good tidings to Zion go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Isaiah 52, 7 through 9. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. Who proclaim peace. Who brings good tidings. Who proclaim salvation. Who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Therefore, burst into songs of joy. Together, your God reigns for you. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted. If there is any broken hearted here. He will bind up the broken hearted. To proclaim freedom for captives. Release from darkness. For the prisoners. To proclaim the year of God's favor. And you go home and read. Isaiah 9. 4 through 6. Isaiah speaks about the great joy that is going to come to Zion for the people of God because of three reasons. Number one, verse four of Isaiah 9. God is going to break your yoke and your bars. And that's why Jesus Christ said, Come unto me, all those who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest because he has broken your yoke of slavery to sin and Satan. Number two, verse five says, The war is over. The equipments of war are being burned up because Christ fought The war. Anyone. And the third reason is the reason of all reasons. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And this son will do this job. 
Here is your God who has come to fight and win. Here is our God who reigns. Here is our God who has come in Jesus preaching good news to the poor. That's the gospel, sir. The person and work of Jesus Christ to set us free from all shackles and burdens. Number six. Listen carefully, friends. You are about to die. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Listen. Who is this Jesus? His multi-titles. He has many names because it is impossible to comprehend the nature of this eternal Son of God. But let me give you some. Know him well. And the more you know him, you can rejoice with unending joy. He has come to give us his peace and his joy, which know no end. First, his name is Emmanuel. He is God with us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Very God and very man. Not God up there, so transcendent that he doesn't want to come to us. He came to us in Jesus Christ. God down here with us, God to help us in all our troubles. And Romans 8, 10 verse 10 says, but if Christ is in you, Emmanuel, God with us. God about us, more than that, God who has taken residence in us. Number two, he is Savior. He is the Savior of the poor shepherds and all the elect sinners of the world. Savior accomplishes salvation and Savior applies salvation. God himself in the Old Testament is called Savior. Isaiah 45, 15, and 21. Only God can save us from our sins. This God did. Jesus Christ is God. And Jesus Christ is Savior. Look at that infant. This infant is God. Who saves. The third name, his name is Jesus. You heard of him. It's interesting, Gabriel did not tell the shepherds the name Jesus. His name given by God, his father, Jesus, for he shall save all his people from their sins. In him all the families of the earth will be blessed. He saves us, friends, from all our sins. So we stand without sin. We stand before God clothed in his divine righteousness. And we stand before God in exceeding joy. Without shame. Without fear. Number four, his name is Christ. He is the spirit anointed promised deliverer. The Holy Spirit came upon him. He was so anointed, qualified to be the anointed prophet. Giving us true revelation of God. He is truth and he speaks truth. And you will find it when you open the Bible. And this church, friends, believes in the authority of the Bible. And you agreed. You agreed. When we said, our book is the Bible. 
And he is also the anointed priest. He is our great high priest. Priest without sin. He is the perfect priest and perfect victim. It was his sacrifice that brought reconciliation to God. He is our propitiation and he is our intercessor. Even now he prays for us in the heavenly places. He is also the anointed king. Being the firstborn of Joseph. He is the legal heir to David's throne. His kingship is forever. He has universal dominion. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old. He is the eternal. God became man. Number five, he is the Lord. The fifth name, the Lord. Yahweh of Old Testament was translated in the Septuagint by the Greek word kurios. Which is applied to Jesus. When you say Jesus is Lord, you mean Jesus is God. Jesus the infant you will see lying in a feeding trough in Bethlehem is himself And Isaiah gives few names. Wonderful counselor. Meaning he is divine counselor. He is supernatural counselor. He is God counselor. The spirit of counsel will rest upon him. He is a wonderful strategist. His plan defeats all strategery of the enemies. His plan for our salvation will be successful. Which includes the death of the cross. But he shall rise again, having defeated all his enemies. What a wonder counselor. His name is mighty God. That is, he's a warrior God. Woe unto us. If this one is our opponent. He always wins. He's the seed of the woman Mary who crushes the head of the serpent. He defeats the prince of this world. He destroys the one who holds the power of death. He came to destroy the devil, our slave master, and free us from slavery to sin and Satan. You don't believe it? Let me read it to you. The Lord is a warrior. Exodus 15, 3 and 4. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. Colossians 2.15 And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. This child is God Almighty. A champion fighter. Go ahead sir. Challenge him. Call out him. And he'll fight with you. And you will lose. Surrender. Is the only option. He wins we lose. Losing is our salvation. Bow down to him. Confess him Lord. Kiss the son. 
Kiss the sun lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way for his wrath can flare up in a moment. But blessed are all who take refuge in him. Everlasting father he is according to the customs of the Near East. Every king was seen as the royal father of the nation. This title reveals that Christ's paternal care for his royal subjects never ends. It is eternal. But you are our father. Though Abraham does not know us or Israel acknowledges us. You, O Lord, are our father, our redeemer. From of old is your name. As a father has compassion on his children. So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. He cares for his children with a father-like compassion. He never stops loving us. Though his love includes divine discipline for our good. He is prince of peace. The prince who defeats by war all his enemies. And ushers in everlasting peace. It's not win-win. He wins, you lose. Micah says he is our peace. This peace was achieved for us by his death on the cross. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross, the high cost of peace. He paid the highest price for our peace. His government increases, friends, to fill the whole cosmos. For his government and peace, there is no end. Sir, if you do not surrender to him and embrace his government, you will have no peace now or tomorrow or at the moment of your death. Peace through surrender to the Prince of Peace. Number 10, he is the shepherd. He is the shepherd, Micah says in chapter 5, verse 4. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. And they will dwell securely. He is the shepherd who will care for his flock. You go home and read Ezekiel 34. There we are promised that God will shepherd us himself. And he is doing it in Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, I am the good shepherd He would do what no other shepherd has ever done in the history of the world. What is that? I will lay down my life for the sheep. He will be with us as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Some of you are going to walk through the valley of death. And you, believer, you will walk through the valley of shadow of death. But those who never believed in Jesus Christ will walk through the valley of death. He will be with us as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He will bring us to dwell with God forever. Do you believe this gospel? The angel proclaimed and the angel sang in God's glory presence in the hearing of the poor shepherds. The gospel regarding Jesus and his saving work. Number seven, the last point. The faith of the shepherds. The shepherds believed what the Lord declared. They left the sheep in God's care and went to Bethlehem in search of Jesus. 
The Bible says you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And they sought with all their heart. They found him lying in a manger. They gave the gospel to Mary and Joseph. They preached the gospel to others. What did they say? Born today in Bethlehem. In a manger. A savior for us. Christ the Lord. Look at the reaction of Herod. Matthew 2 verse 3. He was troubled along with him. All Jerusalem were troubled. And he wanted to kill him. That is the attitude of many people. They want to kill this Jesus. You cannot kill him. And others were amazed. Amazement is not faith. But Mary treasured and pondered. She treasured the gospel in her heart. She meditated upon it to discover the full meaning. And she discovered it. Her son in the manger is her savior, her Christ and her Lord. Salvation has come to the house of Joseph as it will come to the house of the publican Zacchaeus. Shepherds believed, friend. They came back glorifying and praising God. It is true. Gospel gives great joy to all who believe. Joy in the Holy Ghost. They praised God for honoring the shepherds in this way. They are nothing in the eyes of the world. Yet God's favor rested upon them. They were chosen from the foundation of the world. Upon them God lavished his grace. What can we do for such gospel salvation? Grace to you brings praise to God. A praise that is unceasing and never ending. That's why we worship God. You have heard the gospel this morning. And you understand who is this one lying in a manger. Don't sympathize with this infant. Later on he would say, don't cry for me. Weep for yourselves. Friends, believe the gospel. Or not believe. Surrender to this mighty God or not. Treasure and ponder the gospel or not. Rejoice exceedingly or live in the gloom of divine wrath. Honor God's son by repentance and faith or dishonor through unbelief. I counsel us, let us be like the shepherds. Let us believe the gospel and praise God for his great salvation. Come Lord Jesus, live in me as Lord and Savior forever. Come friends as empty vessels. And ask the Lord to fill us with himself. Fill us with grace. Lord help me to live for your glory. From this day forward. A child is born to us. A son is given to us.
to bless us. And you are blessed. Heavenly Father, we pray that you save us. That you heal us. That you forgive our sins. That you open our eyes as you open the eyes of Saul of Tarsus. And who confessed Jesus Christ his Lord. Lord, we humble our souls. Show pity upon us. We surrender. We bow down. We kiss your son. We confess that he is Lord. Save us. Save us. Save us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this sermon entitled, The Christmas Story. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.